This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro Podcast. This is Xander. This is Chops. And Craig WK. Three Musketeers. Yep. And we have a fourth, a D'Artagnan, if you will. D'Artagnan! I think that's, I think that's, isn't that like one of the, the normal three anyway? I just... I no, don't he's know. The fourth. It's like uh, okay. It's like Boromir, <laughs> Frodo, <laughs> and, and uh, Samwise, and D'Artagnan. And then D'Artagnan. <laughs> Those are the three amigos. All I, can, all I think of is the, is the movie and that weird guy going D'Artagnan, D'Artagnan. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah. So we uh, we brought a special guest here. We have uh, Testonomics here in the studio with us. Hey, Test. Was this all about Lord of the Rings? Because I, I have never watched the movies. I, I lost all of that. That's fair. The uh, Musketeers are not part of Lord of the Rings. No, no, but you said like Boromir and yeah. Frodo. I know yeah. pop vinyls. No, I don't those know are Musketeers' names. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, and, the, in the, classic the, literature, Test. Those are the those are the original three Musketeers. Also, used, there used to be three names for the bar three Musketeers. And yes. One of them was a Boromir bar. <laughs> yes. The Delicious. Were, what you call it? A Frodo and, finger. <laughs> Frodo finger. And a Samwise sandwich. I'm going home. Uh... So we brought test here it was because this, it was that easy. This is a, <laughs> I'm staying forever. All there's right. a there's a game that's been requested since the beginning of Legend of Retro. That's a lie. Um, Prove it. It's true. It is a lie. Prove it. Um, <laughs> oh, he's he's test is thinking <laughs> like I could probably, I probably prove it. I have physical <laughs> evidence. Uh, so it's it's been in high demand. Uh, we keep saying no. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. We finally are caving. We're going to talk about one of the greatest tactical RPGs of the later 1990s, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. That's right. That's Final right. Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. I'd never see. Tess, I never, what's, why, why are you looking at me like that, Test? Oh, because things are about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I've played the first battle of Final Fantasy Tactics so many times, I just can't. After that, it just opens up so much. Was that the game when instant death? Like you are not instant death, but you'd have de- a permadeath. Permadeath, yeah. Or like you go, or, or would you just go to jail? No, there's that permadeath. was advance. I think you're thinking of Tactics Advance. What console was this game on? This was on PlayStation. PlayStation. Oh yeah, I never had a PlayStation. Really? Yeah. I'm a wealth it's of weird, information it's on this game. It's weird that you requested this game though so much, and you don't even have a PlayStation. I just thought we were talking about <laughs> Super James Pond. Ooh, James Pond. <laughs> Like Man, if I would have thought about it, I would have made that a retro relapse, but I didn't think about well, it. And nobody that's asked why, me. That's why you don't do show prep. <laughs> it's true. 
So we are actually, of course, covering Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Tactics A2. Can we at least do advanced? I, I played that game. <laughs> I, at least kept, I at least played that one. No, you're not allowed to have it. Uh, all right. So we're really, really, really talking about really Battle Ogre Battle 64. Ogre 64. <laughs> you got it. Person of a person of lordly caliber. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Battle Ogre Battle 46. 46. Ah, that's closer. You're closer. Getting warmer, <laughs> right? Warmer. You're on four fire. The Ogre's Battle six. Persons lordly. Yes, yes. It's a four. It's a four v six game. V6. It's a four v six fighter where well, you play as four ogres and you have to fight six humans. It's the pre Overwatch. Yes, yes. This is before they actually balanced it to six v six. It was four v six. But you got to be as four ogres, so you were oversized. Coincidentally, and then one <laughs> coincidentally, I used to do Warhammer gaming, and the ogre army I had was pretty much like that, where you only had a few ogres versus a bunch of humans. So honestly, we're not that far off from the game <laughs> Warhammer. Wow, so interesting. We just, we just turned this into a Warhammer episode. Yeah. So I'm not opposed. I paint my models with acrylic forty two pewter. Or do you use acrylic forty two? I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't. Either. All right. Let's actually get started. That's. Uh, Four minutes in, and I think the joke is done. <laughs> um, Ogre Battle 64, person of lordly caliber. Now, who is the person of lordly caliber? I just want to ask. I think it's me. I thought it was Xander. Was it? It's not Xander. <laughs> it's not Xander. <laughs> no, no. I think it's it's no. the idea of finding that person who is of lordly caliber. Mm. So it's a quest. Most games to are. To achieve a lordly caliber. <laughs> I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say it's Magnus. It might be Magnus Probably, probably is. Probably is. <laughs> so this is a uh, real-time strategy role-playing game <sighs> for the Nintendo 64. Definitely real-time. <laughs> released on October 7, 2000. Uh, the story, of course, follows Magnus Gallant, a uh, young captain who is swept up into a revolution as his home breaks out in, uh, or homeland breaks out in Civil War. Does his brother Goofus show up? He does. Good. He's the arch enemy. He's the final villain. <laughs> I don't get it. He messes Goofus up. Gallant. <laughs> From highlights. From, no? Like the magazine highlights? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, with the zoo animals? <laughs> I mean, is it, it's is, it, is it Magnus Gallant or is it Gallant? I, always, I thought it was Gallant. I always said Gallant, but as I played through this game as an adult, I realized that a lot of names that I used to say were like I would just switch letters around. Yeah, like there's. So you were dyslexic as a kid? No, I just didn't. I just didn't, didn't read. read. I just chose not to read. <laughs> So, Test, uh, you've requested this game uh, a whole heck of a lot, and I definitely want to get into the game mechanics and stuff, but uh, what was your first experience with this game? So, I originally played this game, it would have been back in, it came out in what, end of 2000, so early mm-hmm. 2001, I played this game for the first time at my buddy Matt's house, yep. not to be confused with anybody here, because I'm glad <laughs> I didn't know any Matt here we're back in 2000s. Mass. You're glad? I oh, mean... Wow. Savage. That's I mean, mean, it is what it is. We also Summer spent the first turn. three minutes trying to convince me we were talking about Final Fantasy. So, um, <laughs> so I played it, and I remember just I really fell in love with the mechanics of the game because it does mix real time strategy with tactics, with role playing elements, and mm-hmm. with a deep story and graphics that I haven't seen on an N sixty four game before. The problem was is by the time my it was Christmas that Christmas of two thousand one mm-hmm. that I requested. I'm like, hey mom, I really want Ogre Battle sixty four for Christmas. And this was now after the GameCube had come out, if I'm not mistaken. I think the GameCube had come out that year. Couldn't find N64 games anywhere. This was the only time my mother had to try to track down a used title for me, which she ended up spending like 20 bucks more than retail to buy it at a local uh, a local used game trading in store. Um, Funko Land? That was GameStop. Oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, at that uh, time, I think it would have been. And, oh. and then I want to say for for years, it, once a year, every year, I'd, I'd play this game from start to finish, right nice. around the summertime. 
Um, I do have a fond memory of it. Um, where same friend Matt is a friend of mine all throughout high school. Uh, this was probably the summer of 2005. We both got back into playing it, and we would be sitting in his garage mm-hmm. on a nice summer day, two CRT or uh, you know big tube TV set up next to each other, lawn chairs. I mean, you're not far off. It was, more, it was more like a frozen ice beverage from a uh, or soda beverage from a local a convenience frosh? store, maybe. Um, so we'd have that. Uh, we'd get food, and I mean, there'd be 10, 15 friends overall, just kind of hanging out on this summer night or mm-hmm. summer afternoon. Watching and we would you just guys play ogre battle. And we would just be—they wouldn't be watching us. Oh. We would totally be like the weird guys just sitting in the garage on two N64s on two TVs, <laughs> each playing ogre battle side by side, going different routes, of course. And that was like that was—I just remember that fondly as the summer of two thousand five. Interesting. That's awesome. Because you know there was no. Uh, <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine this game like that. Well, I mean, if but we, I love the fact that you have that memory because it's really cool. Well, he did say it wasn't like everyone was crowded around, excited for the next moment. It was just they <laughs> no, were just playing. Funny that those two, that's what I mean. Those two are sitting side by side, no, two TVs playing Ogre Battle 64. Yeah, it, it, he didn't say, the, and then everyone clapped every time yeah. I went to bed. No, he wasn't, I mean, he was wasn't like, lying. He was nobody just else, playing on his own. Yeah, nobody playing else on their own. Well, they'd be out, yeah, you know, and people would be kicking a soccer ball around and doing something. And, and, and frankly, with two games going in succession, that's, that's enough to have one person keep their mind occupied because if there wasn't something going on on my game there was at least something going on on Matt's or vice versa so um, yeah and then every year almost every year probably until 2012 2013 I played this game once a year start to finish because of the housing market crash and (laughs) once the housing market crashed the garages were all gone there was no garages to play this game in anymore so once the housing market crashed that was it and I had to stop playing it now granted it did eventually come back to uh, Wii Virtual Console and then uh, Wii U Virtual Console like weeks before the Nintendo Switch came out the Wii U was like we got it on Virtual Console so I played it a little bit wasted a ton of time doing something that I realized I I, I was doing incorrectly, and I, I haven't played it since. Oh, is that <laughs> when you were trying to get? I was a trying to dragon? find a hell. I was trying to find a hellhound, a hellhound um, for it? my beastmaster, well, beast tamer. Um, and I kept searching in the grass, and I found probably a dozen dragons just to find out. You know, two or three weeks later, I'm like, why the heck didn't I find any hellhounds? And uh, you, you don't find them in, in the barren highlands or whatever I was in. Oh, yeah, and you were so <laughs> frustrated. I was you just spent all that time. Hours oh, on stream, no. on stream, just sending it. units out into the grass. Oh, like, no. I know, maybe I find them in the mountains. I'm going to search the mountains. No, there's only golems in the mountains. Maybe I find it in, in the grass. I'm going to search the unit. No, I only found dragons. So I got tons of young dragons. So I've got like this dragon squad if I ever want to go back in. But yeah, there's no hellhounds. I appreciate the the idea that like your beast tamer has like all these dragons. There's just a flight of dragons. I'm pretty sure I just turned the beast tamer into like a paladin and said forget about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and, like, and then you're just like eh, 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 whatever. And then he, he just he took up the, the sword and walked like, off. Ready to help you, master? He's like, <laughs> no, I want a dog. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. want a doggy. Well, you know that that's the difference between beast tamers and dragon tamers, but that's that's another. Oh, geez. When we get into the class system, we can talk all about that. So, so did Xander or Craig? Did you guys ever play this when it first came out? No, um, I remembered seeing there was a there was Ogre Battle on uh, on Super Nintendo, right? That was the March yeah. of the Black Queen. Correct. I remembered seeing that, and I was like, "Wow, that looks way too intense." And when and I but I knew it had like a huge like following. And when Ogre Battle 64 came out, I, I realized that it also had a, a pretty big following. I just never, like, uh, that and, and like we were saying earlier, Final Fantasy Tactics, the, 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 the strategy RPGs 
unless it really holds my hand through the beginning and teaches me how to do what I'm doing, I don't have the patience to learn it. Yeah, you uh, you guys aren't Fire Emblem, big Fire Emblem fans. No, either. like, and like the the South Park Fractured But Whole, like, it took me a minute to get into that, and that was a little bit easier because it, it was it is really super, like, dumbed down simple. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way it just kind of throws you into the battle... I can't, I don't, there's like way too much. It's like reading an entire Dungeons and Dragons manual before playing for the first time. It's like too intimidating for me. I'm like, there's I don't, a lot. Yeah. And there's, it wasn't even just the traditional grid system either. It's yeah. not like every other tactics game you've ever played. Yeah. And I that's, guess the crazy thing, like I went I to, to prepare for this episode, I was like, you know, I, I tried playing it. You loaned it to me, your Nintendo 64 copy about a year or two ago, or no, it was about a year ago because it was right after the Switch came out and I tried it out and I apparently missed the tutorial because, and, and I was like, why is this taking so long and why am I fighting half a battle and losing? All my guys are still standing. What's going on? <laughs> and so I, I yep. called you and you're like, oh no, there's a tutorial system. I strongly, I, I very much recommend you go through that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to tell you this game was putting me to sleep. Like, I, I'll give it a shot. And then I tried to go through the tutorial and there was just so much to the tutorial that I was like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I just kept putting off playing it again and I tried another time and I, it's just too much. Let's let's get into me. the meat and potatoes of this. Oh, Craig, you played it, right? Uh, yeah, I I've played Ogre Battle sixty four. I got it when it came out on the virtual console, oh, and uh, I, I I didn't beat it or anything. I'm not gonna say I'm like an expert or a pro, but I I've played also the. Uh, the other Ogre Battle games in the series, which we'll also touch base on because there's some interesting history there. But uh, my first experience with Ogre Battle was the Super Nintendo version. And uh, we had a friend of the family that I had visited. Matt. And it was Matt, your friend. No, uh, (laughs) uh, it was uh, uh, a friend of my father's who uh, they had played war games together. They were like really interested in like, you know, like strategy type stuff. And, uh, And this was you know, a long, long time ago. And, but back in 1995, uh, I had visited this friend of the family and I, he had, I think he had bought, I don't think he was renting. I think he had bought Ogre Battle and he was playing it like when I had come for a visit. And I remember being like just utterly captivated because it was like all these units moving around this battlefield and they'd get into battle. And then like the the field would pop up and it would show you like what happens. And then the battle ends and like the loser is forced away. And like, and it's just this giant like, and like Xander said, it it was for me back then because I would have been. Uh, I would have been around like 11-ish or something when, when I first saw this game. It was just like, like I wouldn't even know where to begin. It's it, There's just so much going on. And, and, and it's honestly not so bad once you kind of get the mechanics down. Uh, there's a lot of depth to it, to be sure. It's not like it's like, oh, we'll just do this one thing and it's easy. But, you know, there's there's just, it is. It, it's kind of, it. for somebody who's never gone into the genre, I would say this is a, a an overwhelming uh, game to get when you first get a hold of it. But if you're already familiar with the genre, I'd say that Ogre Battle is definitely a good way to go. And that's what I, I kind of did. I didn't do the tutorial. I was like, oh, I've, I've played a ton of strategy RPG games. I don't I don't care. RPG games, yep, I said it. Um, uh, I, I don't have to go the tutor- to, to, through the tutorial. And I lost on the second mission. And then I <laughs> couldn't figure out how to save. So I couldn't. I had to start all over. I didn't know how to change weapons or party... I had like one group. I think I'm sure I was doing a lot wrong. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is this? Like, I'm I'm pressing all the buttons. I know they're all, I'm pressing them all, but they're not doing what I want them to do. 
And then uh, you talking about the tutorial, I'm just like, oh, I probably should have gone through that. And it frustrates me knowing that a game, you have to go through the tutorial to really understand it. Like most good games these days, they explain as you go along. And the tutorial is really like the first bunch of missions or, or parts of a game, which I enjoy now. But I guess, you know, it's a different time from when it came out. Yeah, this is definitely one of those games that had I not had that friend that showed me kind of how, mm -hmm. like similar to your story, Craig, like yeah. how this game works and how, what some of the mechanics are and the fact that like on the N64, like the Z button does something. It launches a menu. You need to use That's random buttons the that only you... button I didn't use. Right, right. <laughs> That's probably why you couldn't save. I think it was the left bumper, right bumper, Z launches a separate men menu in the oh, overworld wow. that has the save menu. But either way, if it wasn't for the fact that somebody showed me, hey, here's like how you can build, you know, this, here's how you do this, here's how you do this. I didn't, I never played through the tutorial, mm -hmm. but that's my best recommendation to somebody who doesn't want to come and sit with me for an hour as I explain to them how the game works. It's <laughs> like, I'd like to. I mean, I, 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 I welcome you with open arms to, um, to show you how the game works because I'm a truly a, a big believer that if more people got into the story of the game, once you get past the mechanics, you'd be just well, absolutely um, won over. That was the thing is that the game had a lot set up for it in the front. It had a really interesting cutscene. The graphics for the N64 were great. I thought the sprite work was mm -hmm. really well done. It looks good. And it yeah. was, and the characters were compelling. Like you immediately want to, you're, second in command wants to fight you like that's great storytelling what a jerk um so like the game had a lot going for it it was just uber complicated and also in the sense of strategy um rpg goes it like i'm used to grid moving characters next to each other individual attacks turn-based yep so this was not that. This was you have one character with a group of units, and they go and they sit in a formation based on your choice and attack from a certain spot, and then they go through their allotted turns of attacks against the other group of, of units you attack. And then I'm assuming it's whoever dealt most damage wins? I think it's based on damage dealt, or if you manage to fall the leader of the group, right. they, they lose by default. So... Um, and I didn't, I didn't get that until like my couple, a couple battles in. But that's very different from your typical turn-based strategy game, which, which I think you're gonna see if you were to watch video or trailers or things of. That's what you would assume. Yeah, and I, uh, I turned on, I watched three episodes of, of Let's Play just to see, you know, try to get a little more of an idea of what I missed out on. I didn't realize in that first mission that you have that you have more than just your one dude. I didn't know that either. <laughs> so like I so again that's a long intro like for the game. It's it's probably a good like probably 20 minutes would you say if not more of like just reading and setting up the characters. Yeah. Oh yeah, cuz you have to answer all the all the things as you graduate yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. 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 So yes, it took yes. me a while to do that and then uh, I, I like walk out with my one character yep. and I lose a battle and the game's over. Yeah, when you I didn't I save. Yeah, I didn't know how to save. <laughs> so I immediately I was like, "No, this is dumb." And then I watched this Let's Play, and he sends out, like, seven different units yeah. mm -hmm. and, like, strategizes, like, where he wants to put them. I was like, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what, so, like. How did you get that? What's that? How did you figure out how to get them or no? No, I didn't. I just watched the dude. Like, I was skipping forward. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm past this beginning. I remember this part. I remember this part. And all of a sudden, there was, like, seven units on the screen. They're all going different directions. Yeah. Like, well, wait a second. I missed something. Yeah, Tess, how do you do that? <laughs> well, I, you get four in the very beginning, mm -hmm. I think you get four, um, and it's just I think it's R one, or the the right bumper, and that let, lets you dispatch more units. And then by oh the second and third mission, you end up picking up two more key characters in their group. 
You know, so you end up having, I think, six See, without I, having to do anything. I, I beat that first mission with one group. <laughs> that's I was like, oh, that's cool. And I felt I felt I felt like, oh, that's easy. Apparently I did it the hard way. And then I did the second <laughs> mission and then like I'm halfway going through the town, like through the map, and then my castle gets taken and I'm like, wait, I didn't have anybody there. How am I supposed to defend it? You can't think of ogre battle. For Super Nintendo, for that matter, or of course, uh, uh, a person of lordly caliber on Nintendo 64, as an RPG. It's no. not an RPG where you just like take your your you know Matt, you take Magnus and he goes on a quest. It's a war game. That's that's what it boils down and to. Is it's a giant war game that has RPG elements yeah. and has real time strategy, but it's a war game. It's kind of like any sort of it's a it, it's it's got shades of like an advanced war style thing where you're moving your units around. An overworld, mm-hmm. and when they encounter other units, you go into battle. Now, it's it's a little bit more complicated because like it's more fluid. Well, like and like Chop said, so you've got a, a three by three grid where you can put between well, one and five characters on, and based on where they're put, and then in what direction they're encountered for this battle, it'll determine what attacks they do, how many attacks they do, how powerful the attack is. Are the people able to get hit by ranged attacks are they able to get hit by physical attacks mm-hmm. like all of this is predetermined by where you put each individual unit of five and now you're deploying i mean by the third or fourth mission six let's say six units of five that are all pre-calculated to what you want them to do onto this battlefield and obviously leaving one at your base so you don't lose you know as, <laughs> as chopped well, it on the first mission second mission second mission um, i guess i didn't no idea attacking from a different direction did anything like like you run into the unit i'm like well i'm facing them i want to face towards them to attack that makes complete sense well, why would, would i want to face to the right you would have seen that in the tutorial that i didn't oh. so for instance <laughs> for instance let's say you go mo- most units will be walking on paths in opposite right, directions right. so you're going to go head to head so the, the desired outcome of how you have it set up is going to be good but let's say you lose you get kicked back but now your back is to another unit so now you're going to completely rotate your grid you know 180 when you degrees. lose it rotates it no 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 based on the f- way you're facing when you make contact with another yes. unit basis is based on how how that fight goes down or in, an easier example if you're going a chaotic route because there's a couple very distinct ways you can play the game mm-hmm. you kill the leader that unit starts fleeing if you chase down that that unit you're going to encounter them you facing forward them facing away because they're trying to flee from you because they no longer have a mm-hmm. leader of their group so their setup will be rotated 180 degrees so now somebody like a mage in the back row who may have gotten two powerful attacks is now in the front row and gets one relatively weak oh attack. i see what you're saying okay yeah, I got it now. It's a really complex system. Yeah, but honestly, as far as like like if, if you're looking for like a war game, like this has got it because you know a game like Advance Wars is fun, but it's pretty basic. You know, it's like okay, your terrain matters and your unit matters. That's that's pretty much what it boils down to, and, and who the the you know commanding officer you choose, I guess. So, but uh, but yeah, but, in a game like this, you know, it's all about units, the the or the uh, you know jobs you you have on each of your guys, where they are in the battle, whether you're running away like a coward, you know, there's a lot going on. Yeah, and and one of the the interesting things I thought in it was the alignment system, which is very complex. And I have some notes here, just some things I want to go over on it. It's very similar to D and D. You have lawful, chaotic, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, it goes between lawful and chaotic. Mm-hmm. And um, it, lawful is more good, I guess. Chaotic, obviously, is more evil. 
Um, but there's different things that you, like affect it, and it's a lot of different things and weird things. So, for example, like the the level differences in between um, characters. So if you kill a higher level character than yourself, um, it'll raise your alignment, um, and then you'll lose alignment for killing characters that are lower than you. Yeah, because it's rather you're going up and you're braving a tough enemy that's very good, that's very noble, but if you're the super strong leader who's just <laughs> bullying bad guys, you'll swing chaotic yeah. very quickly. Um, as well as if you're moving away from an enemy unit upon killing them or going towards them, that changes it. The same idea, yep. being the bully versus being the noble victor. Yep, and then um, over time, a, a, it's called unit equilibrium. You know what that is? I think it's just the overall, because, I mean, if you get into the class system, like, it's kind of like the overall feel of the group. Yep, because they're, so basically a unit will affect the overall alignment as it levels out. So if you're staying more neutral or chaotic, I mean, then that means that the group will be more that route. Right. If I were to take an undead unit that needed to be chaotic to get to its certain class, put that into an overall lawful unit, they'll start to affect each other. Right. And it'll be like on a scale of four to one, four lawful versus one chaotic. So you're not going to swing the whole unit chaotic, but they will lose alignment. And in, the, the, in this case, the lich, like the, the, undead, <laughs> the undead wizard will gain alignment, you know, just because the the unit wants to balance out as a cohesive, you know, group of, of fighters. And then the reason for all this is for the classes that are available. There's two so, reasons. Yes. But yeah. The biggest one is the classes that are available. I would say debatable. Well, I mean, if I I like promoting and building my team up to be different things, but I mean, well, I guess what's the other other reason? The so your alignment uh, based on if you're lawful, neutral, or chaotic will determine rather you capture or liberate strongholds along oh, the way. Yes. So as you go along the way, you'll find different places where you can sit and rest. You can enter market. You yeah. could uh, go to a witch doctor or witch's den to try to revive a character. You can just get a ton of lore by just going into these cities. Nothing's required, but you can. And they all have a morale. A high morale stronghold needs a lawful leader to liberate it. A chaotic leader will capture. Vice versa, if you have a low morale stronghold, a lawful leader will capture. A chaotic will liberate. All of this affects a number that's hidden in the background that you cannot see until you beat the game oh, yeah, called your, the, your chaos frame. Yeah. And your chaos frame determines what ending you get. Yes, there's, there's six, six endings. Yes. There's six, six endings. There's, there's, there's three real distinct options, but yes, there's six total endings that's all determined based on this number. That I mean, you can keep it mathematically like, oh, I just liberated a stronghold plus half. Oh, I just captured a stronghold minus two. Oh, I just answered this question in storyline progression plus ten. Like, it's, but you can't check. There's no way to check it except for some characters along the way won't join you if you're not lawful enough or won't join you if you're not chaotic enough. So sometimes that will give you an idea, but otherwise you don't even see your chaos frame until after post credits roll. And then there's your chaos frame on a, on a scale from zero so, to one hundred. So with like like some crazy like you know like mur mass murder is like yeah I'll join your group. You're like oh no I'm going down the path of chaos. Well, it, it just depends if how you want to play right. There's there's the like the rebels the Zenobians that are all like the good and pure. Um, that are there to like fix the country and stop mm -hmm. this civil war. Like they all want a high chaos frame. Now you can be a chaotic leader with a high chaos frame. That just means you're leaving those high morale strongholds alone and only liberating the the low morale ones so you still get that small bonus. Oh, okay. Uh, to get a 100 chaos frame, though, you're going to have to kind of go, you're going to have to have some chaotic units, mm -hmm. some lawful units, because you can't just leave strongholds alone either. You, you can, but you just won't end up points fast enough. 
and it's amazing that this game is that complex. Um, I played Tactics Ogre a lot. Oh, which nice. is the next one in the series. Which one also, before it. Was it the one before it? Well, or originally it, it was released on Super Nintendo in Japan, Super Famicom, and then it was re-released on the uh, like uh, PlayStation portable. Uh, portable or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah. what I played. Was it Game Boy Advance 2? Um, it might there have was. been. Yeah, there was a Game Boy Advance like, I know I played too. it. I didn't like it, but I played it. And one thing that I wanted to bring up real quick, if, if anybody you have the answer, it, it says that this one is the sixth chapter. In the Ogre Saga. But this is the third game. They, so they're doing a Star ch- Wars. Uh-huh. Yeah, they do a Star Wars thing where uh, the the first game is the fifth episode. Uh, Tactics over Ogre is episode seven. And then uh, Ogre Battle 64 is episode six. So it's March of the Black Queen, Ogre Battle 64, Tactics Ogre. No. Uh, Tactics Ogre I'm sorry. is before. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. And now I do have... Uh, some information here about the title, uh, the titles too. Okay, because the uh, the game was inspired by Qu- or the the game was inspired at least the titles were by Queen, the band. Ogre Battle is a song from Queen. Yep, March of the Black Queen is a song from Queen. The subtitle to Tactics Ogre is Let Us Cling Together, which is the subtitle to the song Tio uh, Toriate. Uh, from Queen. Now, let uh, Person of Lordly Caliber is not a Queen song. It seems like they dropped that. But here's the thing. I did a little bit of uh, uh, kind of a little bit of uh, research. You're going to kind of think it's maybe uh, uh, a little crazy of me. But I was playing around with some some things and I added up all the amount of, you know, Queen songs that were ever made. Added them all up into a total. Now, the title for Ogre Battle 64 is uh, a person of lordly caliber. So there's three main words to that. So you go ahead and divide three into the total amount of Queen songs. And do you know the number you get? 64. 63. Sorry, it's one. But legitimately, it is 63. (laughs) (laughs) I was so mad. I was like, am I on to something here? And I I did the math and I was like, oh, 63. Oh. What you'll find out is that there's uh, three more uh, unreleased tracks that are coming out with the uh, the Freddie Mercury movie this year, and that'll, that'll make everything make sense. <laughs> yep, 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 all makes sense now. Now, Chops, you were you were touching on the class system a little bit. Yeah, um, so I don't the, know much about it because I didn't get that far. Yeah, so the class system, um, you will unlock different classes based on. Um, so what you know? What's your what's your gender? What's your race? Because there's you know male, female. Because two thousand was a simpler time. Um, there's beast. There's dragon. There's I think it's like miscellaneous because there's little pixies and bats, and um, that's insensitive. Yeah, and then there's a there's be you know I, I don't know if it's a beast, dragon, golem, undead, um, then male and female. But then on top of that, on top of that, you also have to. Uh, be at a certain level with you know your dexterity has to be at a certain you know whatever mm-hmm. your attack um and you have to find the equipment in the wild so you can't just you know get a witch until you find like the witch's staff you know you even if you have all the stats in oh. line you still need to find all the equipment which actually drives some of the very unique um you know maybe one or two of's in the game like a princess you have to find the tiara and uh, and silk and you know these are all like one off yeah. missions and like the lich you have to find the uh, uh a blood-stained robe and uh, some sort of a <laughs> ring. I, I don't remember the exact, you know, um, the name of the ring, but you can only get two of them in the game if you go the bad path. You can get one if you go the good path. So there's a a, a bonus to going a certain route because you can have okay. two liches. But all of these things make it so 
you know, you can only have some of these characters, but they really make you work for it. You can't, you can't go super overpowered. No matter how much you train, I can't get my, you know, my, uh, my fighters to go to knights, to go to paladins in the third mission. I can't because I'm not going to find a blessed sword or a blessed helmet until, you know, mission 18 or whatever, which is the oh. soonest then I can then get a paladin. You know, they, they balance it that way. So you can go super over leveled. You could train forever, but you still can't get these classes until you find the proper equipment, which gotcha. are level locked. And do you reset your level when you promote no no you keep you, everything will um like your stats will alter accordingly it, it doesn't punish you for promoting oh okay. that's cool Good. and then you can change literally as many times as you want if you you know you have a paladin which is a lawful unit and you get it you know, it's super strong but you're like you know what i just found a cerberus and a sphinx that i want to have in a beast tamer group or a beast master group okay let's work to lower this paladin's alignment because i have everything else i need i just need to get them a little bit more chaotic now i'm going to turn him into a beast master and put him in the group with these two beasts however there are certain ways, you know, because different classes will level, will will boost certain stats certain ways. So if there is a natural progression that if you want a Beastmaster, you should have them be this, then this, then this. So it gets real meta if you want to try to min-max everything. Yeah, um, it's, it reminds me of IVs and EVs for it's, Pokemon it's in, very in a way similar. that frustrates me because I can, can never get those right. <laughs> However, even in the Wii U, so, you know, we had the game on N64, we had mm -hmm. the game on Wii Virtual Console, then we had the game on Wii U Virtual Console. And there is a uh, unlimited duplicate item glitch that still remains in the Wii U. So I had Ooh. I don't know if I've played legitimately in years because so. <laughs> I'd always just I'd always just you get champion statuettes like after the seventh or eighth mission, which is just plus one level, and I just swing for infinity. But so, so that brings me to this point: there is a speedrun world record for this. Okay. Um, by Shane Zell. Do you can you guess what that record is? This is a speed run any percent. Any percent. Single segment. God, and I don't know of any like skip level glitches or anything like that. I'm going to guess simply to play the game even at max speed and just like finger blasting your way through A like to try to get through cutscenes. I got to imagine it's still got to be like eight hours. Okay. Anyone else? I'm going to say that there's some glitch and it's going to be like 13 minutes. I'm going to guess he's still working on it right now. So incomplete. <laughs> I've never beat it once. Using the item duplication glitch. Okay. Selling your champion's idols or is it... Champion level, statuettes. Does, does, yep. that, does that level you? It gives you plus one level, but also sells for a ton. So you can get access to items early in game. So selling it to it. get like an angel um, something. Uh, it's probably uh, an Annihilation is a spell book that you can get that costs a ton of money that you'll never be able to afford unless you cheat. So that you can get really so early. So this guy had a griffin in one unit and he just max leveled them uh, like to 80 something. Okay. He beat the game in four hours, four minutes and 27 seconds on the Wii Virtual Console. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not super surprised because like yeah, the game's going to take a minute regardless because yeah. there is so much dialogue and there is just an amount of time of waiting, you know. Yeah. Um, and the second place one is only uh, six minutes or seven minutes slower by four hours and eleven minutes. I could never. And commit these to are all made within the last year. I could never commit to a speed run that takes four hours. So That's I, I know to me that doesn't time. seem like a speed run, well, but it, you, it is. Yeah, because you, you make know. a mistake, you accidentally cancel out of a menu you shouldn't have, and all of a sudden you're like, oh well, I was two and a half hours in, but restart. Well, apparently there's like also one particular. A creature you can capture with your beast tamer and or beast master that helps you progress faster through the game that he didn't get on his speed run for this world record. Well, but, you don't you don't capture uh, things. 
you can try to convert if you get like a certain a, a very finite amount of I think they're called love and peace but I'm also might just be mixing that up with Trigun I think maybe um, it's yeah whenever you fight a guy joins your team well yeah but you get you there is an RNG involved in like okay I killed the unit's leader there's you know let's say there's two sphinxes which are, are, are powerful beasts there's a there's an RNG and I don't know how it works that yeah. you just have to I'm going to use it on this unit and like oh I didn't get it because oh. yeah, if he was running if he was running Beastmaster one Sphinx there probably would have been quicker if you could have ran Beastmaster two Sphinx right. and you know just smoke the rest of the game now um, I, I, the biggest thing I want to have mentioned so that Xander can say something this episode is how slow this traveling is and like. That's why I, I'm convinced that the guy didn't actually finish the game and he's still working on the. I don't understand, <laughs> and, and and why it's so slow. Well, and like, what the, the thing, days have it, to do with anything? And I I understand now like, the why test will argue that it's not slow was because I was going with one unit, yeah, as opposed to sending like oh. six different things out. There. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. That's why it was super slow for me. You know, so I, you have to imagine just watching your one dude. That'd be awful. Yeah, walking. that's what I did. That's what well, I, I did. I, for, I forgive you, Xander. He's a quarter of the way there. Yeah, I. It, it's exactly. funny because like yeah, I, keep the game is it's it's a war game. So there's there's He's a walking. certain amount of like you know slowness to it as you you have to manage it all is. this stuff. And so when you know you guys were like, man, oh, it, the game's just so slow. I, I hit a button. I brought up a menu. I shouldn't have done that. He stopped completely. <laughs> All right, hang on. He's he's going. Mm-hmm. I just, it is a little slower because it's a war game. I just thought that, like, you know, I was like, oh man, I know Xander's not into tactical games, so I, I oh, guess this just wasn't it. his thing. All right, and then I I took more damage. I lost game over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when you can deploy, when you can deploy, you know, six plus units. Um, I mean, I'll be honest. I always turn tech speed and movement speed to very fast on every mm-hmm. game I play. I can't play on normal speed because I do Because you're always on drugs. Yes, because I do think there is that there is probably some unnecessary time in there. Like walking between strongholds probably takes a little bit longer than it needs to in certain maps. Mm-hmm. However, you know, when back you to your point, six like units going, it, you, you don't realize how right, slow it's going. Right, because you're constantly <laughs> running into battles in different directions. But then, you know, like you said, what a days matter, because there's also a stamina, you know, there's there's a stamina management that if you walk too far, you have to make camp. And But once you get the use of, well, I can get angel fruit, I can use power fruit, I can keep moving, I don't have to stop to, to make camp, I can mm-hmm. just keep pushing forward. Well, and also when you learn how to open up the menu. And when you open it. up the menu to where, yeah, where you're sending, you know, six units in four different directions and you're planning out these methods of attack, then yeah, yeah, it, it really opens up the game a little bit. But like yeah, I said, does. I don't know if the, how the, well, the tutorial talks about dispatching units and things like that. I was fortunate enough to have somebody show me how to do it. Yeah. I would love to learn how they learned. Trial and error. Yeah, I Man, don't know. They put the struggle in to, for you to enjoy this game. Because to this day, I mean, even after you know becoming part of this community, like still Craig's the only person that I know that actually played this game on their own. I think. Uh, what about the Brutish one? I was gonna say I think the Brutish one mentioned that he's a big Ogre Battle fan, but I find very few people that have played this game. And out of my group of friends that I graduated high school with, besides Matt and myself, I don't know another person that ever played it. So I don't know where he would have learned. Um, I know he's going to listen to this podcast because I asked him for a couple things to reference dates. So, uh, Matt, if you're out there listening, you want to kind of tell us how you learned to play this game, let me know. If you jump in the Discord. Man, you deserve a trophy. Yes, yes. So I really want to talk about the music to this game. Do you? That was the thing I didn't mind putting putting the time into. The soundtrack's solid, yeah. And the 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 people who made the music have a a really uh, 
uh, some uh, a, a, a particularly strong gem. So the music was composed by Hayato uh, Matsuo, Masaharu Iwata, and uh, Hir- uh, Hitoshi Sakamoto. Now, all three of them worked on the previous Ogre Battle games, and all those games have good music. Uh, now, Hayato uh, Matsuo did the music for the anime of Magic Knight Ray Earth, which I thought was kind of interesting. I actually went out of my way and made sure to listen to it again because I watched the anime when I was younger and somehow the music in that anime is more video gamey than the music to Ogre Battle which I thought was kind of interesting uh, but uh, you have uh, the other two though uh, Masaharu uh, I- uh, Iwata and Hitoshi Sakimoto they did the music for Final Fantasy Tactics and that game's music is awesome it is yeah, so good. I really like that music. And so, and when you're listening to Ogre Battle 64's music, you can totally hear it, you know, because it's the the music, they, they did a really good job on it. So we have a few tracks that we want to listen to here. Chops, what do you have first for us? Um, right here I have the uh, song Homage. Um, who's whose is that choice? Is that your choice? No, I believe it was uh, Test. Oh, that was your to- that was oh, mine. Oh, you're first. Uh, do you want to mention anything about this before we play it? Well, yeah, this is just uh, to, to frame up this song. This is the the theme song of the Holy Lotus Empire, which is like the bad guys. This is when you know this 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 revolution's gotten too big, mm-hmm. and like the the governing authority above and beyond the king has sent in like the A squad to squash like th- this rebellion. So this this would be the equivalent of like Vader's soundtrack, you know, nice. if, if you want to do it like a Star Wars thing, because I'm a Star Wars guy and I'm an Ogre Battle guy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, here it is. Homage. <laughs> track that is really good well one thing you'll see in common and i'm not sure what songs you guys picked but you know because this was a war game a strategy game this soundtrack was very heavy on like the snare right you have that that rhythm keeping snare drum yeah Yeah, that marching beat in the background very big in bass drums like it's a very percussion heavy soundtrack because it's this is war this is the you know real bassy yeah it's got a lot of like low strings low horns um and yeah it's it's just it has a presence the music has a presence to it and what do we have next, Chops? Um, I have Hopeful Future here as my choice. Now, I don't know where this takes place in the game. I wouldn't know context until I heard it. I only know a few I, songs by I name. I listened to the soundtrack. I think this is in the beginning of the game, but Tess will tell me if I'm right or wrong. Well, let's give it a listen it. first, and then we'll uh, go uh, dive in from there. All right. Thank you. 
doesn't surprise me that you like this chops. Okay. Why no, I, why do I why do I hear, always feel like it's going to be a out. bad thing? Hear me out because it's very baroque and it reminds yeah. me of Dragon Quest. It does. I know yeah. Baroque love. don't fix yes. it. <laughs> no. And there's Anders. Anders so, still here, everybody. So, so that, that that song, and it's funny because I just mentioned the the, the war theme. It yeah. doesn't have a very big war theme because that's very commonly played. You know, when there's strategy, uh, this Hugo the tactician is kind oh, of like okay, your that's the music. Yeah. Like that's that's the song as he's trying to like you know not not so much like rally you up, but be like, hey, like here's what's real. Here's what's think outside the battle. Uh-huh. This is what you're looking at. So you lose the war element, and that yeah, you get that that nice kind of. Uh, um, and it's good. It's a good thinking man's music. It is a good thinking man's music. I like it a lot. And uh, I didn't know where you were going with that, so I apologize. But uh, apology. I, I, like, I like to think that you, you two, Xander and Craig, like to think what? you know me. Like to think you know my tastes. Yeah, I'd say so. All right, cool. I'm surprised you didn't pick the title theme. Wow. Ah, shots fired. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't even. I didn't even know you were still here. I know, right? <laughs> What do we have next, Chops? We have, lastly, this is Xander's choice, so we're not going to play it. Yeah, um, fair enough. No, no, this no, because no, this was Tess' first choice, yes, so we know, have to play I know, it. I know. It's the lastly, world for the people. What about my choice? Uh, did I pull up your choice? <laughs> I hope so. I don't think I did. Wah, wah. Which one was your choice? Uh, I was pretty partial to the song uh, Decisive. Oh, oh, from, from Final Fantasy Tactics? No. <laughs> This one? Well, here we go. <laughs> no. Right, we're still doing that episode, right? <laughs> no. Um, okay, yeah, I'll pull it up. Don't worry. I got this. I'm a professional. Show prep. Um, all right, so we'll go into your song first, Test and Xander. Our song. Since uh, that's what we had prior to. But do you want to set this up? Yeah, this is just the soundtrack of like the head rebels. Like this is when they show up the first time. A lot of times when there's a a big rebellion moment, like this is their their theme. The theme of the revolutionaries. Yes, the cool. Zenobians. There we go. Yeah, as I was listening, I was doing uh, other just like research and stuff for. Oh, you're other still episodes. here? Yeah, uh, and had the, the soundtrack playing in the background. I remember this was probably the, one of the tracks that stuck out to me the most. Yeah, it's really good. I really like that. I uh, now the the track that I chose. I and Tess can correct me after we listen to it if I'm wrong, but I think this is the theme of the battle. I think this is the battle theme. Is it? 
Well, well let's it's find called out. Decisive. You should know these names, Tess, because you're the expert. I thought we were talking about Final Fantasy Tactics today. <laughs> I didn't prepare. <laughs> All right, here it is. <laughs> Is that the battle theme? Yeah, and it doesn't quite remind me of the battle theme because we heard it for a whole minute, and normally battles last about 20 seconds. But yes, yes, that is <laughs> and the... And then you uh, lose the game. Yeah, yeah, then you lose the game. But yeah, I definitely... You, you could hear, like... I could hear the, the combat happening mm-hmm. over that in my head. So yeah, that's... That. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoy the music to this game. I, I feel like... Uh, the, I mean, let's face it. The Nintendo 64 had... No RPGs. You can count the amount of role-playing games on like whoa, one hand. Whoa, Paper Mario? Quest 64? So pa- Ogre Battle Paper is Mario? the best of role-playing game on the Nintendo 64. <laughs> There's no doubt. And the music is so good. And uh, uh, there is one thing I did want to touch on as a, a final note that I'm hoping you can address for me, Test. Is it about music? It's not necessarily about the music. Can it's, I do a quick shoehorn about oh, music? Yeah. yeah so means. for for years, mm-hmm. I has I've I has, had been or I was or I have been looking for the soundtrack, the actual disc soundtrack. Mm-hmm. About two years ago, I had found it on a popular auction site. Yeah. And I mean, the box is torn to shreds and everything's falling apart. But rather digitally or not, I could not find the soundtrack without you know just streaming it off of a you know just you know random website yeah. B. Um, but yeah, so a few years ago I found it. I still have it's probably one of the only CDs I have left wow. like in my house oh, cool. is this tattered box all written in Japanese, but it is the full soundtrack to this song and uh, or to this game and uh, I pop it in every once in a while to give it a nice. little nice. So back to your final point. Yeah, so uh, the the final point I want to make is is and we've sort of touched on this previously. You have the first game of the series, Ogre Battle, March of the Black Queen. You have Tactics Ogre, uh, you know, Let Us Clean Together. And then they came out with Ogre Battle 64, a person of lordly caliber. That's a bad title, right? It's it's not a great title, which is why, which is very very rarely why you get a, uh, you know, people will say you know, the person of lordly caliber. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just it's, Ogre it's, Battle 64. Ob 64 is about as far as you get with me. But yeah, it's it's not a great title. But uh, I personally, I don't think it's the most critically acclaimed game in the series. I think people will normally say that March of the Black Queen was a better game. Um, if you look like and even inside the Ogre Battle community. Um, but, oh, really? But Ogre Battle 64, as it sits, is my favorite game ever. Favorite game wow. ever? Ever. 100%. Why, why, why would I be bringing it up for years? Literally over 100 episodes deep and <laughs> still when the main show had the, you know, the, the retro section. I've been talking about Ogre Battle 64 for that long. This is you know, unequivocally my favorite video game ever. For those of you not in studio, uh, Tess stared right at Xander when he said that. And Xander didn't even move. 
Xander hasn't moved in a while. That's why you. That's why we haven't done this game. Well, because he's still trying to beat the second Xander. level. <laughs> he's still trying to beat the second level. I, yeah, no, like because he fell asleep over there apparently. <laughs> no, I would be interested. Like I, I will probably keep following up on the let's play that I watched just to see see the rest of the game because it looked interesting enough. But just I don't, watch the speed run. I don't have the the patience to. To, to learn and, and play it. Not, not when I'm also juggling an infant now. So well, dude, whoa, 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 I, I would suggest not throwing your child. Yeah, don't juggle don't an infant. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I mean, it's 2018, raise There's your kid how you want. they're called bouncing babies. All there right. you go. All right, this episode's going a little long. So, and so before we step off of Ogre Battle, I want to put the same challenge out to the community that I have for all of my oh, friends for all really? of the years. Okay. So right now, this game is not easily consumable, right? The, the cartridge is expensive, um, and then you have to have a Wii, which I don't know if the Wii shop is still Virtual open. console? No. It's, the original it's Wii Virtual Console shop has closed. Okay, so, is open. so for those of you that have a Wii U and are part of our Discord community, if you need to find out, go to www.gamesalamedia.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click Discord. Even if you're new, you count. If you provide me... Proof of purchase for the $9.99 of Ogre Battle on Wii U. Oh, yeah? Complete the game, and then we can hold a conversation about it. I will reimburse you up to five times, up to five people. The first five people of our Discord community to purchase the game. Now, if you already have it, I don't care. I need a purchase receipt that's va- that's that's current. <laughs> so I don't care, Craig, if you've already bought it on Wii U, Aww. you don't get it back. But if anybody Aww. not if, if I go out and buy the the cartridge and play no, it. no, well, if I bought my computer that I was able to download the emulator for, and I that's illegal. We not that. we don't talk about that. So for people that are legally able to obtain the game via the Wii U Criminal. virtual console, or you know, if it ever comes out to a if if, if a newer console, we don't talk about on this uh on this show i guess the wii u we don't talk about yeah, on the show um, technically now but if, if it ever comes to a newer nintendo console in some sort of a virtual form the, the 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 challenge will stand if you purchase the game play it to completion and we can talk about it i will reimburse the 9.99 it'll cost you to buy it but you have to have a wii u so you're you know <laughs> i think I'm all out. the people with a wii u are in this room right now nope Mine's gone. Nah, Taps doesn't have a Wii U anymore. Right. Yeah. Me. And me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Taps. That's so it. That's, that's why, because it sounds like a fun challenge. We're really trying to inspire the fans, but we know it's a very low risk because no one's got a Wii U. <laughs> All right. Challenge let's, is out there. Let's let's thank you for that challenge. Let's move on to our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. All right, so we played today, Xander. You uh, now have life in hey. you, so you can, can continue. Uh, Welcome to the studio, Xander. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, <laughs> WWF WrestleMania for the NES. What year did this come out? Uh, this came out in January of 1989. Oh, so I was a twofer. 88 boys were all one years old. Yeah, over the two. I was four. Yeah, I was old enough to to play and know what I was going on. Well, I didn't really watch wrestling at the time, but I, I so I picked this because Test is here. I'm here. That I thought we could have done Super James Pond, but when I think of uh, Test interest, it's Star Wars, Ogre Battle, and wrestling. Yeah, that's why you got to do more show prep. Um, so <laughs> I'm just like hey, throwing chops. Right want to wrestle today? Ooh, I want to wrestle. Um, so we played this game. It is 
surprisingly uh, lackluster considering uh, pro wrestling surprising? came out like two years before this and is way better. Yeah, but it's got good music. It does. Ha- so I was I was thrilled to hear uh, I Am a Real American oh, I love start that. playing yep. its 8-bit I form. love the soundtrack on the Game Boy version of this way better because that's what I played most. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a, is it what, a, a 2D uh, side view? Was that was it? Was that the definition of it? Or yeah, it's uh, it's kind of an isometric. Like you have, you can go up and down, but it's all flat. Yeah, like no- and so you move your wrestler around the ring. You choose your wrestler from a set of what six? Six: Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Macho Man Randy Savage, the uh, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, Bam Bam Bigelow, and the Honky Tonk Man. And your goal is to beat the crap out of the other guy and then pin them. Yeah, and they have like a health bar. You can kick. You can punch. You can headbutt. You can yep. get power-ups? I thought it was interesting just to think that um, uh, half of the wrestlers have passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's been that long. Macho Man, Bam Bam. Uh, and Andre the Giant. And Andre the Giant. Yeah. Hulk Hogan still kicking along with uh, Million Dollar Man and uh, uh, who am I Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man. Thank you. He's a honky tonk man. And, <laughs> and, like, I don't consider those the mainstream ones of that era. But I also was not in that era. Like I, those, you don't I consider think Hulk Hogan a mainstream wrestler. Then? Really, well, no, I, mean, I mean, Bam Bam Bigelow, Honky Tonk Man, uh, specifically Ted DiBiase. I, Ted, he was part of the Four Horsemen. So uh, I don't know if it was at that time he was part of the Four Horsemen, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't know if we should get deep into wrestling or uh, the wrestling Why, knowledge in wrong? this podcast. Am I wrong? We'll, we'll talk about it all. We've already gone 55 minutes. We'll just we'll segue back to. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So we played this game. We each did a round. I lost. I lost. Xander lost. Craig won. I lost. And Tess uh, lost. So uh, yeah. I guess we'll go around. We'll start with Xander on an eight-bit scale. What would you rate this game? Uh, I'd, I'd probably give it a, a four on the music alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd probably give it a four. I mean, you could punch, you could kick, you could also grapple and run. We didn't figure out how. Um, infinitely more playable than WWE 2K18 on the Switch, so mm. it gets a four. Uh, I'm going to say a five because I won my match and I'm the best <laughs> at this game. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to say three because I lost with Andre the Giant and he's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, you did not do Andre proud. I did not, but I love the fact that he looks like a bear. Yeah, <laughs> like like if you look at a cartoon bear, his belly's real pear-shaped and his legs are real stubby. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't think is accurate at all, but that's okay. Um, uh, but I enjoyed the music heavily, and I yes. thought the controls yeah. were pretty simple. We just needed to figure out a few yeah. more specifics to it. So uh, I really, you know, I guess that's that's really all we have to say. Yeah, that's game, a real right? quick retro relapse. Yeah. I mean, there isn't really a whole lot to this game. There's there's, there's like there's a, a tournament mode, sort of like you can you can select how many players are, mm-hmm. are going. Uh, we all just did one just so we could we could test the game mm-hmm. out. If we had a little bit more time, I'm sure we could have. Played around, but done a tournament for uh, with right. all of us. But if it, if we're gonna play an old wrestling video game, I'd rather go with pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I would say pro wrestling's a better game. But I think if you're a fan of wrestling, especially from oh, that era, sure. then absolutely, uh, it's worth checking out. I for for a majority of us in the studio right now, you know, we weren't huge wrestling guys, no. you know. So um, like, it, you know, my my sort of passing curiosity with wrestling was like through friends and like. Through GI Joe and Sergeant Slaughter, right, right. you know, I there there wasn't a lot, uh, uh, you know, in it for me, but uh, but no, that's uh, definitely worth uh, uh, checking out. But otherwise, uh, I think it's time for us to uh, touch base with our Nintendo music bracket. Yep, we are uh, to our third matchup in round two, which almost gets us to the halfway point. Wow, 
Uh, today's battle, uh, or rather this week's battle, I should say, uh, will be between uh, Final Fantasy Matoya's Cave. And uh, we'll give that a listen real quick just to remind you. Uh, for just to remind those of you listening, uh, this track beat out Magna, uh, Mega Man Three Magnet Man, which boo, was a surprise boo, to me. Boo. It wasn't even your pick, Chops. Boo, I don't boo, care. Boo. I, I, like I will Mega say, I, I really, really like Matoya's Cave, it, it, but it's very surprising to me that Magnet Man lost. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I enjoy that. Thing. Was happy about it. Yeah, he was. He boycotts all Mega Man. We're, you know what? That's a topic for another time. That's <laughs> that's all. That's a whole other episode. Something else. I'm but loved. of course, uh, uh, as a quick side note, uh, you know, Matoya's Caves from Final Fantasy, which mm-hmm. is of course composed by the legendary Nabuo Yamatsu. Yes. Now, Punch Out's composer uh, is actually a team of composers, and uh, completely bury the lead there. Yeah, we didn't even t- say that Punch Out was the next game. Yeah, you had already grand you, you, you had already, already mentioned it. Did I? Yep. Yeah, you did. I thought I stopped after Matoya's Cave. Nope, you no. said you said it. Yeah, oh. you did. Yep. Well, uh, thanks for being here, Xander. <laughs> so the composers. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Yuki Okada, Akito Nagatsuka, and Kenji Yamamoto. And uh, uh, let's. Uh, uh, what did uh, Punch Out? Punch Out be out, out uh, the stage one from Blaster Master. Wow, which I was really surprised, nice. but like. I, no, here's the deal. You're surprised at any time my picks win. No, I'm I, like I love Punch Out. Like the song is great, but as far as like w- the actual like song and the composition, I feel like there's so much more going on in the Blaster Master song than this. So that, yeah, I, get, I would agree with that. And I get that this is like an iconic thing, but I'm really surprised. Like when you put the two head to head of what is the better song, I was it's this I was surprised that Blaster Master won. Yeah, it's this one, Blaster Blast, 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 Master or Blaster Master Lost. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're living in a fantasy world over there, thinking all your picks. Sure. I'm the anywhere. I'm the master. Play the song, chops. great song i i I really do enjoy it i i think that uh uh, a lot of people though when they look at the music brackets they just think nostalgia yeah you know and and i i don't think i mean that's totally fine you definitely can it's your vote you can use it however you want but you know it's it's all about the music is what we're pushing here you know so like yeah there's there's plenty of games on this list that i really love but you know and I might have enjoyed it one game over the other, but like it's all about the music in the end. So you know, yeah. We look forward to everybody's votes. It's brackets. I love it. Oh, uh, the glitch made a really cool uh, physical bracket sheet that we put on our Facebook page, so you can actually fill it out if you want. And um, sorry, digital test. 
I see you over there. Digital braggachi, but I think of it as an actual <laughs> flyer. Uh, you can print it out and fill it out. You can repost it. You can send it to us. You can do whatever you want. Let us know what you think the next, or what do you think the champion's going to be? Kind of like the March Madness brackets that they did out there. Um, why is everybody looking at me weird? Because you're the one talking. You are the one talking. <laughs> you're speaking um, right now. So we want to promote looking the rest at, of our listening. shows. Yeah, right. You're not listening at all. Uh, we want to promote the rest of our shows. On Mondays, we have the GameZilla podcast, which Test is a part of. He is the video producer on that show. And that's live on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern time and then releases on Tuesdays in podcast form. Um, we have Noobs and Dragons that comes out on Wednesdays, yeah. where Craig heads up the evilest, most deadliest campaign against us noobs. Evil. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay, fair enough. We have also the GameZilla Alpha podcast that releases on Sundays. We can get an early version of that if you are a patron at patreon.com slash media. And we have our newer podcast, Last Action Podcast, which releases on Mondays, and they talk primarily about action movies, and that's with your hosts LPJ and Sphinx. And don't forget Monday nights at 7, GameZilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think Xander's... I think Xander's has something deadly wrong. Did, did he mention Noobs and Dragons? I don't think so. <laughs> noobs and Dragons, Wednesday, as you see the evil and deadliest adventure of Craig WK as he unleashes heck on the noobs. And also, I want to promote Craig's long play series on oh, YouTube. You. He's a master of voices, and if you like role-playing games, then you'll enjoy hearing his voice and watching him play them. Currently, we're uh, going through Super Mario RPG Legend of Seven Stars. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've also done Earthbound, Final Fantasy VI. Uh, make sure to uh, jump on YouTube and uh, give me a watch. Will you be doing Ogre Battle 64? That's not a bad game to long play. It's a bad game to long you play. You will just need like 400 voices. <laughs> He will also really. I can maybe do that. Oh, and there's a lot of swearing. Be there's living a lot up to the of name swearing. Long play. It, I mean, it would really be a long play. <laughs> you have to put long in all caps. Law. Oh wait, that's not how caps. Okay, work. you have to it's put long with seven O's. zeros. There you there you go. Go. <laughs> seven O's, not zeros. Did Chops mention noobs and dragons? Oh gosh. Okay, so <laughs> thank you, Tess, for being on this episode. We're glad we could have you for this specific game. It only took a hundred and something episodes. It just, it's it's proof positive that the Legend of Retro listens to fans, to patrons, and to team members. It just might take two years. Yeah. We get there eventually. Because over the last two years, I've been a fan, a patron, and a team member, <laughs> right. and I finally got what I wanted. <laughs> We've been busy, Test, all right? So anyway, we want to welcome <laughs> you to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro. This is Xander. I'm Chops. All right, all right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, we'll see you all next time. Game on. <laughs> I hate you, Xander. I hate me, too. <laughs>